Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind, featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. <laughs> serious? Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Twelve oh six, about to be twelve oh seven, right here in the beautiful city of St. Louis on the midday grind. Five ninety the fan, five ninety the fan dot com. Charlie Marlowe, Jim Hewer, Brian Hoffman, Lucas Jones now working the board as the Peoria Plowboy. Darren Atkins has uh, signed off for the day, getting ready for a big holiday weekend. Where if you're a sports fan, so much to do. You got the Blues with the five game homestand, big win last night. They're hosting Pittsburgh. You can see all the superstars there tomorrow. Uh, Blues, hot right now. Are they starting to kind of uh, change your opinion at all in terms of here in the 2018-2019 season? Should they should they go for it? You start to kind of peek more at the standings, and the Blues have only played 35 games. You, you see some of the other teams. When you look at Chicago, who's in last place in the Central Division, and then also Vegas and Vancouver have played five games more than the Blues. So... The note right now is sitting in second-to-last place in the division, but you just kind of wonder, and I've said all along, I don't know if it makes sense for the Blues because you don't want them, all of a sudden they go for it this year, they fall a little bit short, and then you lose both. You don't get the playoffs, and you don't get the good draft pick. But then you start to kind of look at the standings and wonder, well, they're, they're, they're five games in hand in terms of uh, against the Hawks, against Vegas, against Vancouver. You just wonder. It's kind of the Doug Vaughn. They're three games in hand with uh, Dallas. That's what I'm saying. They're chasing. The They're seven points behind. So, seven yeah. points out, three games in hand. Wednesday I was lose for Hughes. Now, I'm, man, we're in. We're going to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Isn't it funny, though, how it can change Goalies just with a couple, the couple wins? Again. You, you got things going right. Bowmeister's scoring for crying out loud. Things are looking good. It would be nice if you had a... Um, Maybe a second consecutive. Because it's always been like you've had a good, strong win. You're right. You're right. Usually it's followed by a downer of a loss where you're you're losing by three goals at the end of the first period. String together two, three in a row, and then I might buy in a little bit more. A nice road win against Calgary. You win the game against Buffalo. You get Pittsburgh in here, and if you send them on their way, missing two points, you just got to start believing a little bit. You got to start thinking. Here's the other thing. Petro's coming back. Fabry's coming back. Gunnarsson's coming back. You're getting healthy again. Who knows? Who knows? There's still a lot of hockey left. Games in hand. It's looking a lot better than it did on Wednesday. 
Absolutely. You have you have 47 games remaining for the Blues. And it's it's good to be excited about the Blues. It is. And you're watching that game last night. And Jake Allen, he really has played well for for going on six weeks or so. He had the really tough first month of the season. And you just you can't throw that out the window. But it was one of those deals where he's allowing four goals per game. And and since then he has righted the ship and you're getting solid goaltending. He's giving you a chance to win most nights. In some cases, he's the reason you're winning. You could make the case last night, stopping 30 of 31. You're scoring some goals. It's it's more fun to watch. I just I just wonder because again, I, I'm glad that we're getting more excited. We're starting to say, okay, what if we have a chance? Hoffman, what's the playoff percentage? Twenty five percent. Look at that. It's gone yeah. way up in the How last couple that? days. Twenty five percent last single week. Single digits not too long ago. Last week we were talking about nine percent, whatever yeah. it is. You win a couple in a row. And now you got a one in four shot, which again is great because you want this team to make the postseason. I just wonder if it's such an uphill battle and you have to play such good hockey for the second half of the season. If you're if you're falling short, it's gonna be tough if you're if you're in the middle again, not making the playoffs and then not getting the good draft pick. Here's the thing. You mentioned Allen playing well. And I'm not sitting here telling anybody I think Allen's the greatest thing in the world and he's the goalie of the future and all that. But when he's playing bad, it's all his fault, according to Blues fans. And it's about, man, if he just made one save, the timely save. Well, guess what? In the last month, he's making the timely save. So you got to give the guy credit more than what they're doing right now. They're like, oh, yeah, you're getting secondary scoring. But you got to give your goalie credit. He held them in the game early in the first period last night. He basically won them the game in uh, Calgary on Saturday when Calgary just pummeled shots after shots after shots. When Allen's playing well, you got to give him credit because there's been plenty of times when he's been awful and he's been a big part of the reason why they're not winning. You got to give him credit where credit is due right now. And he's playing much better hockey and he's more importantly making the save at a crucial time. Uh, the one save he made on Darlene, who came in, was wide open, made the pad save with the left pad last night, kept the Blues or uh, kept them off the scoreboard at the time. And then the Blues finally eventually scored some goals, and put some distance between them and Buffalo. Got to give the guy some credit. So the Blues, 15-16-4, 34 points, tied for the fewest amount in the Central Division, but again, Chicago in last place. They played five games more than the Blues, and you look at the teams ahead of them in the standings, the Blues have played fewer games than all of these teams. Minnesota has played 36, Dallas 38, Colorado 38, Nashville 38, and Winnipeg 37. So you do... You do wonder, and it's a good thing. It's good to be excited, and it's good to have hope. If they can go on a stretch here over the next two, three weeks, and all of a sudden, if these teams are all around, let's say, 45 games, and you just wonder if the Blues are getting closer in the standings to say, okay, now we have a legitimate chance. Right now, 25% is still pretty low. But if you start creeping up closer to a, to a coin flip, and we saw that with the Cardinals. We did this this year basically after Mike Schultz took the job, where we kept doing playoff percentages, and it kept going up and up and up. And What was it that final week? Was it something around 88%, I feel like, for the Cardinals to make the postseason? And that then, of course, and of course, that last week was the absolutely did the brutal. There. <laughs> but you know what? For, for sports fans that just want to be able to watch a good hockey team, a competitive hockey team, right now the Blues are making you watch again. And at the minimum, it's, it's fun. They're playing well, and they got a chance. And for right now, we should probably enjoy that. Although, for the big picture, I think there's legitimate questions in terms of if if they go for it and just like last year, 
fall a little bit short because that's what happened last year where they have a chance the last day, the last game of the season against Colorado, and you fall just short of the postseason. And I feel like that's the worst spot to be in all professional sports, to be kind of just right there, right close and missing it because it's hard to get better when you're always picking 17th, 19th, whatever it is. John Mozeliak has said for years, we're swimming in the 19th bucket. It's hard to rebuild and reload when you're not getting those guys in the top 10. One thing about that, though, I think that's right about where the plateau is for the group. I, I think it's a better group than last. It's a good enough group to get the 8th or the 7th spot, the ninth or the 10th. And it's just a matter of flipping the coin. If you get the break and you win the last couple games down the stretch, whether you get in or not. I really think that's where this team was set to begin with. But you're right. If you miss again, that's two years in a row. And at some point, you got to start telling yourself, all right, is, do we just tank it and try to get the generational player? Or do we just keep trying to muddle along and get ourselves in and maybe catch lightning in a bottle for one year? Especially this year with that pick being top 10 protected. It's, it's kind of a whole different ball game this time around in Very terms of, of being bad and getting one of those selections. Or if you finish in the middle, you're not even going to get that pick. And and that's where I think it's it's just... This Blues team, even entering the year, did you think it was a Stanley Cup contender? I, I think it had a, a, a great shot of making the postseason, and everybody was very excited about the moves made this past offseason and the trades and picking up Ryan O'Reilly and getting rid of some guys like Patrick Berglund um, and Vladimir Sabotka. But I just wonder, if you're not a team that you think have a legit chance to win the Stanley Cup, it's just kind of a tough spot to be in. A couple years back when the Blues make the Western Conference Final, I think you can make the case that if, if a bounce goes their way, they have a shot to obviously win the whole thing. When you're in the Final Four, you have that shot. You just wonder, when you're a team who's still a ways away from winning the Cup and you're kind of right now on the cusp of just making the playoffs, it's a tough spot to be franchise-wise with what you want to do for the next three, four, five years. Over 82 games, I don't think they're a Stanley Cup team, but it doesn't matter. All you have to do is get in, and once you get to the playoffs, if you get a break or two, it or a hot goalie. You, a hot goalie, it can get you to the finals easily. Well, I shouldn't say easily because we haven't done it here in St. Louis in, in a, a long, long time. But the m fact of the matter remains, you have to get in first. And if you get in, you can win. Go ask the Los Angeles Kings who did it recently as an eight seed. It's possible, and you can make a nice long run in it. But over the course of the 82 games, they're not better than Winnipeg. They're not better than Nashville. Uh, those are the teams that they're going to have to chase. If you, They're not in the East, but they're not better than a Washington. They're not better than a Toronto. But they're good enough to get in as a 7 or 8, and then you take your chances. Here's the thing about that. You mentioned hot goalie for you or something. What happens if you were to get matched up with Winnipeg in the first round and Hellebuck can't stop anything and Shifley is – you know, compromised and he can't play at a top level. Those are the kind of things that make or break playoff runs for you. So all you got to do is get in. And if you're there, you have the chance. They're there with this group. If they can get close, they're good enough to be there. I don't know how good they're, they are to, to move for a long run in the playoffs. Midday grind, 590 The Fan, 590TheFan.com. That is Jim Hewer. I'm Charlie Marlowe. We got Brian Hoffman and Lucas Jones. Big news yesterday reported by Jeremy Rutherford of the athletic it will be official i believe the nhl will will announce you'd think at the uh, the winter classic here coming up that the blues and st louis get the 2020 
NHL All-Star Game, which is great for the city. And we've talked the last couple of years about upgrades to Enterprise Center. And Gary Bettman basically said that when he's been in town recently, that improve the building. He basically said you're going to get an NHL All-Star Game, and the Blues do in 2020. That's fantastic. Do you think at all, I don't know if it should, but does it change at all the the Blues moving forward the next couple of years knowing you're hosting the All-Star Game? And I ask because it's been reported, it's been discussed about basically almost everybody being available for trade right now, or or more so a couple of weeks back when things were really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Do you think it should, or do you think it does kind of enter the brains of the decision makers for the Blues? We got the All-Star Game coming up in 2020. You're marketing the superstars of the NHL. You're hoping to market the superstars of your team. Can you make a huge trade, i.e. a Tarasenko, i.e. one of your core players, a Petro? Can you do that when you're hosting the All-Star Game here coming up in a year and a half? Does that matter? Should it? You better refresh quick if that's the route you're going to because you're the Blues are a team that is still somewhat financially dependent on ticket gates. They can't financially they can't get by if they're drawing 70% capacity or less over over the course of a season. So now when you have announced this NHL All-Star game coming into town, that becomes an attachment to selling your season ticket pack. Just hey, if you buy now, you're guaranteed a spot. You get to watch all this. Won't that be fun? That's an easier sell if you're not rebuilding. And if you just decide to punt on next season and maybe the season after, that that makes for kind of a tougher sell and it is tougher when all right we're hosting the all-star game and here we are in last place that's not that does temper the enthusiasm there's the winter classic was there's a lot of enthusiasm because yes it's fun and it was an outdoor Mm -hmm. environment but the blues were playing pretty well up until that point up until that point you thought they were a playoff team and you thought it was a big game with playoff implications and that added to the atmosphere whereas if it's let's go watch the other good teams players and not ours that kind of does i think that does hurt anticipation and enthusiasm for it. I think that does cut both ways. Because if you remember going back just a couple years to the Winter Classic, the whole marketing of that season was about the 50th season and the Winter Classic. And I get it. And we were very excited for that game. And it was an awesome event. And you can see how similarly you could market it the same way in 2020 with we got the All-Star game. And I don't want to say that's a distraction from the actual team on the ice because a couple years back, that is a team that made the playoffs and what, won one round of the postseason. We'll see what happens in in a year or so here. But right now, the the franchise is in a bit of a spot where you say, what what should we do for the next couple of years? Either way, it's fantastic to get the game. It's going to be great for the city. Uh, it's great to have St. Louis with a with a positive uh, event that nationally and internationally and the hockey media can, can all look at. But it is kind of interesting too because something like that, I don't think should change the way you look towards the future or market the future. But it kind of does, especially for ticket sales. Yes. It better not, but it, there's a, there's some truth to that. It's like, well, I can't have uh, a horrible team on the ice, no interest in my sport, and then try and host this game and not have everybody show it up. That, there's no doubt about it. But another outdoor game coming up this week, and the last place Hawks are in it again. So They're always in it. Yes, they are. They play more than anybody. But the fact remains, you look at the Hawks now, you go, well, why are the Hawks on this game this week? They Maybe they should have thought that out a little bit better but they did believe they would get a a better Hawks team they thought Crawford was going to be healthy and back they thought Kane and Taves are going to be the difference 
oh, and by the way, they thought they'd have Joe Quenville behind the bench, and that's not going to happen either. You wonder even at this point, do the Hawks care about playing in the Winter Classic? All all the people in the, in the hockey media, them, right. the national pundits and the Canadian pundits, they all seem to kind of make fun of the fact now that the Hawks are always in the Winter Classic. And it's like, come on, there aren't some other teams and some other young players that you can market. But again, when you have all these different games now, you have the stadium series, you do have different outdoor games we've seen in years past. So it also kind of takes away from from the Winter Classic just being that one game that everybody's watching. Yeah. Okay. want to tell people about uh, one of my favorite spots, Kirkwood Pizzeria, very close here, 471 North Kirkwood Road. Give them a call, 314-822-3488. Family-owned and operated. Delivery's only 3 bucks within a 5-mile radius. They have craft beer, Brian Hoff, and brewed locally Ooh. right there at Kirkwood Station. Call them for catering. 314-822-3488, and again, located 471 North Kirkwood Road. Kirkwood Pizzeria, they make their dough fresh every morning, and the wing sauce as well for the chicken wings. The Meat Lover's Pizza, we always get that. It is fantastic. So are the toasted ravs, the house salad full of meat and cheese. Tell them Charlie Marlowe sent you, and get a free order of cheese and fresh basil bread. It's Kirkwood Pizzeria, 471 North Kirkwood Road. Give them a call, 314-822-3488. Football coming up this weekend. Are you guys most excited about now Mizzou's on Monday, but watching Mizzou play final week of the NFL or college football playoff coming up on Saturday? Notre Dame and Clemson. Clemson, 13-point favorites. Oklahoma and Alabama, the nightcap. The Crimson Tide, two touchdown favorites. You know, I'll say Mizzou only because mostly things are decided in the NFL. I know there are some, you know, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, they're not playing each other. There's Indianapolis, Tennessee, but that's the last wild card spot. Kind of hard to get super excited for that. And all the college football playoff games, mostly to this point, have been duds whenever they've done this. They've been typically blowouts. So it's kind of hard to get super excited for games that historically have not proven that much entertainment. I'll say Mizzou because the last game for Drew Locke. You know, Barry Odom, this means a lot to me. Just got the contract extension. He wants to carry good momentum into the offseason. And he, the way to do that is to win the bowl game. So I'll, I'll put my, my enthusiasm behind the Tigers on Monday. There is a lot of truth to the semifinals of the college football playoff. There, they have been some real blowouts. I'm looking forward to it because it's two games that really mean a lot. And I got already got plans that it's going to be a doubleheader day. It's going to be... Uh, must-watch football for me. Jimmy Hewer is going to camp out in his basement on Saturday. I, that's pretty much, yeah. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll have our own little get-together at the house for this. But uh, the Mizzou thing intrigues me. I'm not overly excited about it for some of the things we just mentioned a little bit ago about I'm not really sure if both sides will show up for that one uh, in terms of Missouri and Oklahoma State. We think so. Uh, I, I do always get intrigued by a final week in the NFL in terms of winning you're in. The, the Colts uh, and, and Titans thing on Sunday night will be a must-watch. I know Lucas is a Titans fan, so he'll be watching. I did not know that. Why He's, are you a Titans he fan? He is a huge Titans fan. How did that fan. happen? Uh, it just happened when the Rams left, and I want to root for – I still had some love for the NFL, and I want to root for a team. It was I wanted to be somewhat close so I could travel for a game. I did want to root for a Chicago team or a Kansas City team. I just didn't really like the Colts, so I chose the Titans. Okay. I like that. Cross so that. Good city to visit. Have you gone to a game? Uh, I actually went a couple weeks ago. Okay, fun. A Thursday night game. It could be – you could have Gabbert starting that game. 
for the Titans. It's possible. I don't know if Mariota is going to play or not. He seems to be healthy, but I, I, I don't know that for sure. And then on the other side, it'd be pretty awesome to see Andrew Luck get the Colts into the playoffs. A lot of great quarterback play throughout the league this year. But if he could come back from sitting out a year from possibly never playing the game again and get the Colts into the playoffs, I think that'd be a pretty cool story too. That's what's crazy is you forget that sitting out last year, we're hearing all these different stories about his shoulder, and you wonder if he's ever going to either play again or ever be good again. Because you forget how good Andrew Luck was. Mm -hmm. The one playoff year where he basically takes them deep with, with, with no help. Then you look at the guys on that roster. Look at somebody like Eric Ebron, who was a first-round pick, plays with the Lions, and just never put up numbers. And then all right. of a sudden this year, Eric Ebron for a while there was was one of the best tight ends in all of football. Andrew Luck just makes everybody better on that team. So that's where you have you have some intriguing storylines. Not as many, obviously, because the playoff picture is is close to settled. But with the Titans, with the Colts, with the Steelers, there's some intrigue there. Starting tomorrow, though, I'm wondering, both of these games, you talk about the college football playoff games being duds uh, for the most part, and a lot of them have been. And it, it, it kind of, if you look at the numbers and the spreads, they're basically predicting that again, that they're both going to be around two touchdown outcomes. Do you think that's going to be the case? Do you think either of these games are going to be closer than Notre Dame-Clemson, 13-point spread, Oklahoma-Alabama, two touchdown spread, or do you see either of these underdogs actually winning outright? Or what's the best chance? Winning outright, no. Oh. I think Notre Dame might make it a little closer just because Clemson's kind of had a weird week off the field. They have that. Yeah. yeah, I do wonder if that adds into it. I will say the average margin of victory for the eight CFP playoff games, I was redundant, has been 22. Two games have been decided by one possession. One was wow. Ohio State-Alabama, and that was just because of a late touchdown by Alabama, made it seven. That was a great game. The other game. one uh, last year was truly a great game was um, Oklahoma-Georgia, which was a double overtime thriller. Other than right. that, 39, 38, 31, I think Alabama does blow out Oklahoma just because I don't think Saban ever lets his team slip up. But I could see Notre Dame sneaking up on Clemson and, and winning that game. And I am a Big Ten fan, but the numbers you just uh, read, the Big Ten is totally to blame for the Michigan margin. Michigan State kind of did take it on the chin one year. Didn't they lose 38-zip, yeah, whatever it was? Like that, yeah. And then Ohio State, Ohio I was State. at the game where Clemson. they lose 31-zip <laughs> in Arizona, and Ohio State was actually favored in that game, which I, I remember walking in that game and thinking, there's no there's no reason Ohio State should be favored against Deshaun Watson, <laughs> who by far is the best player on the field, and they just boat raced them out of the stadium. The only reason I stayed till the end is because I had bought a 50-50 ticket so I was hoping to uh, win, you know, two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and as you probably know, that didn't work out either. So no, you're still here with us. So. Um, I don't know the over under in Oklahoma, Alabama. Guess what do you think it is? If you haven't looked, I haven't actually. Sixty five. I'll say fifty three. But think about it. Oklahoma scores the ball and gives up a million points. Yes. Alabama can score better defense. The over under is seventy seven. I was off. I wow, it's that seventy seven. They're expecting a. A barn burner. Ooh, 77. I don't know if I could. You give Saban a month to prepare for somebody. I'm not saying they're they're going to shut him out. but You're saying one team scoring 40 in that game. Well, they're saying, well, yeah. At least. I could see both teams scoring 40, though, Boy, honestly. I don't know. I always feel like when there's a month off and I have nothing to base this on, but I always feel like there's this kind of an awkward beginning to those games. Whereas first couple possessions are trying to fill each other out and nothing seems to go right because of rust. And then they kickstart it. I feel like that's going to – I'll put the under on that. 
Yeah, that that's a, that's that's a huge number that's at seventy seven. You're going to need scoring from the very first possession to get that. Basically, anytime there's not a touchdown, you're in trouble. Right. If, yes. if there's a field goal, if there's a stop, which I don't see a ton of stops in this game, I actually like the Oklahoma getting 14 points in this game, and here's why. First of all, I think that even though Alabama is unbelievable, and I'll probably be wrong here, they're win by 35 points, but I feel like they're they're kind of trending down relative to what Alabama usually does. Remember, not just going back to the last game, they're they're playing a great Georgia team. And clearly Tua gets injured late, but there were a lot of drops early in that game, if you remember watching it. But before that, a couple weeks before, remember, they played the Citadel. And that was a game into the third quarter, which is very odd when Alabama's playing the Citadel. So I just wonder, also Tua this week, he said he's 80-85%. Now that's probably a lie. Saban probably told him to... To say that, by the way, we have to. We have to. Here's your cue card. Here's what you say in the press conference. We need to find. Have Have you seen the audio of the Alabama player? Yes. This is great. Yeah. We need to play this at the end of the day because it's so funny and it's so typical Nick Saban player. But I just, I just look at that and I wonder if Alabama is not clicking on all cylinders. I can see Oklahoma keeping that game close. I also feel like the way Alabama plays, especially on defense, they're such a pro style team, where. You line up against them, they're going to have NFL guys on the line, NFL linebackers, and they're going to have NFL secondary. And I feel like if you just think back to the teams that have given Alabama and Nick Saban teams trouble over the years, it was Johnny Manziel that one year. It was LSU, Les Miles, always kind of a gambler, kind of being risky as opposed to Nick Saban being that guy who's just by the book. He's going to beat you at the line of scrimmage. And I feel like Kyler Murray being the dual threat guy that can run. I Deshaun feel like Watson type that's what player. I'm saying. Deshaun yeah. Watson. That's smart. When you have pro-style defenders, the one way, in my opinion, to beat those guys or to overcome that disadvantage is to have the dual threat guy where when everything breaks down, even if your secondary is doing a great job covering the receivers, all of a sudden that guy can scramble for 17 yards and move the chains. And that's what I think Kyler Murray can do. And that's why I would take Oklahoma getting uh, 14 points in this game. Couple local angles as well with Oklahoma. Ronnie Perkins, defensive end, freshman, Lutheran North, uh, playing a lot as a freshman, and then Austin Seibert, kicking and punting from Belleville West. He's a senior uh, Oklahoma kicker and punter. Brian Hoffman, you want to tell people real quick before we take a break about the Brewery Lights? Last weekend, Chuck. Today, tomorrow, Sunday. Last three chances to head over to Anheuser Busch for Brewery Lights. Check out the holiday film that they play. Skin on the miniature ice rink. Get a photo taken with the Clydesdales. Get some beer, some food. Good times. Uh, cold tonight. I think it's probably worth heading out there tonight uh, before uh, any other weather comes our way. Yeah. But uh, head over to Anderson Bush Brewery Lights for a fun holiday experience. All right. We're going to take a break. This is the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan, 590TheFan.com. We'll be right back. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? 
Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 